Hi, my name is Sam Taggart. Super excited to be part of Boss to Boss. And Miro is the man, and I felt like we learned a ton, and it's fun to network through exciting new upcoming entrepreneurs that are inspiring and shaping the industry, what it is, and what it will be in the future. Thanks a ton, Miro. Do you want to start a business, get out of the office, achieve happiness and success while crushing life? This is Boss to Boss, the place to be for that extra motivation to get up and follow your dreams while learning from the ones who have already done it. And now for your host, Miro Wieslow. What is up? How you doing? How you feeling? Welcome to your one-stop shop for all the tips and recipes you'll ever need to take control of your life and finally become boss. Today's guest is Sam Taggart. Sam was born in Park City, Utah, and was raised in a family of salesmen and entrepreneurs. At age 7, you would find Sam selling golf balls at the local course. Age 11, he started selling magazines door-to-door. After that, from 13 to 18, he started a door-to-door company called The Gutterman, where he was managing over 11 employees while painting the addresses on curbs. With that, he grossed over 100000 in sales through high school. At age 18, he entered into alarm sales door-to-door and became one of the best alarm reps in the industry. 2014 Top Rep of the Year for Vivint with over 3,000 active sales reps. In 2016, he became VP of Direct Sales and Solar Industry and has successfully managed millions of dollars in revenue. Sam. Yeah, excited to be here. This is uh this is this is fun. I love podcasts. Yeah, man. Welcome to a boss to boss. I uh, hope hope your experience is gonna be awesome here, and I know you got the insights uh, that you're you, you know you're definitely gonna provide some value to uh, to all our listeners. That's for sure. Yeah, hope to bring the fire, <laughs> especially with uh, I literally you got the fire with that Teletubby baby on your wall that I'm seeing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> love it. <laughs> you guys can't see it. You guys can't see it, but. He does have a nice portrait of uh, what is it? The flames, and uh, I can't really explain it. Yeah, the, the little baby that's like. <laughs> I did solar, and I was like, I want to have like some cool solar pictures on my uh, wall, and that was the first thing that came to my mind. And I was like, that's funny. Oh, that's, anyway. that's perfect. So quickly, you wanna you wanna tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself, or something that I didn't mention already, something new, something that they don't know that you don't normally talk about. Um, I'm kind of a unique cat. I like everything under the sun, whether it's any sport. I like love golf and badminton to volleyball, to soccer, whatever. And, but I also like to crochet. I like to play music. I play the guitar, the piano. Um, for me, I always just was kind of interested in trying to be good at a lot of different things. And I feel like, I don't know, a lot of people don't know about the little hobbies that I like kind of have, but kind of interesting and uh you know you're in you're in utah right that's kind of where you've yep. been always or have you been around because i know you're, you're in sales so that could be yeah so i grew up in uh yeah i grew up in park city i went to high school actually in fresno california um and then with sales i lived in all over you know i lived in amarillo for a lot of the sales career lubbock dallas austin arkansas um traveled kind of all over doing door to door so I've, I've if you're listening to this i probably have knocked on your door so. <laughs> so and yeah your former brand was called can't knock this right yeah so i changed i, I did a rebrand because i think a lot of people 
and I still kind of leverage it. I have a Facebook group that a lot of people are a part of in the door to door space that, um, they banter and post and questions and stuff. It's called D to D can't knock this. Um, amazing but, group, by the way, amazing group. I, uh, I've gotten some fun. great content out of it. Yeah. And it is fun. Yeah. There's, there's a guy today that asked the question. I want to read it. It was pretty, speaking of the group, <laughs> I don't know if you saw it on there, but he goes, He's like, what do you do when a person asks you, can they, and they don't stop touching you in the middle of your sale or something? And I was like, what do you, I'm like, what do you mean touching you? And I was like, well, anything for a sale, I guess. Like, I was just like, it was, he's like, the guy came on to me and I didn't know what to do. So I was like, oh, you know, you deal with some funny, there's some funny stories and then there's some really good content in it. So it's fun. I yes. love to see what everybody's doing. Sometimes you got to suck it up, right? And just literally. Yeah. <laughs> you know how badly do you want it <laughs> yep uh, i know the one time somebody posted that like i hate uh no door-to-door sales will be allowed that picture or whatever oh right? the no soliciting or whatever no soliciting. yeah and like a guy had like a baton and he was beating the, the sales rep <laughs> yeah. uh, but then didn't he oh, sell him your, your guy your, whoever it was sold him anyways yeah exactly <laughs> it's funny to just like see the success stories and the funny stuff and the there's a lot of good content too. Like I do a podcast on direct sales and leadership and stuff like that. And I think a lot of people get some good stuff out of that and I post it in there, but it's fun. And I've heard a few episodes That's and it's just D to D podcast, right? Yeah. D to D dash podcast. So yes. super easy to find. Yes. Yes. You will find it. That's for sure. Um, yeah. You should all check it out. It's good stuff, especially if you're you know, doing any sort of sales. Um, doesn't matter what it is. You're selling yourself at the end of the day. Exactly. So exactly. You don't have to just be doing sales, but you could, you'll, you'll tell them that much. I know. <laughs> All right. So let's kind of transition into the main, main part of the show where we got a few questions to focus on how, you know, you used to be boss, boss at some point in your life. And, you know, now you're a boss and uh, the possibilities are endless and kind of making your own story. So when, when was a time that you realized enough was enough? And it was time to leave, um, you know, your previous employers or, as I like to say, your nine to five. So there's two when when you ask that question, there's really two instances that came to my mind. And one of them was when I left Vivint and their smart home and automation company. And I was their top rep. I was the fastest growing regional, the youngest regional. I was, you know, I did super well and they paid residual and I had equity in the company that was worth. A lot of money. I had, you know, if I sat on my butt, I would have made a hundred grand every year doing, if I like didn't even show up, I like residually, that's how much I was making. Um, you know, so I had a pretty turnkey way to make a half million bucks every year. And basically I got to a point where I realized like, this isn't what I, I I'm, this isn't true equity. This isn't true residual. I can't sell it when I want to sell it. If I leave the company, it doesn't mean that residual keeps coming, you know, like a real estate or, you know, your own residual. And so I, I, I kind of got to the point where I was like, I'm not my own boss. Like I, I don't have control as much as I want to change it up. Cause I told him, I was like, Hey, I'm just going to show up for three months. You're never going to see me for eight. And they're like, you can't do that. I'm like I'm going to do more than everybody else is going to do. So why can't I do that? I'll do it in three months where, you know, you guys want us to do it all year and whatever. And they kind of got mad. And I was like, what are you going to do? Take away the residual I already earned? And they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, that's not what the agreement says. And I got frustrated at how they kind of strong armed me. And they said, look, like we need you to be doing this. We need you to be doing this. And I was like, all right, I'm out. Peace. And, uh, I went and started, I was the VP of a solar company 
and it was, you know, it was different because I had to start it kind of from scratch. I had to start a lot of things and build the sales organization and they didn't really have a direct sales program. And so I was really just bootstrapping everything. And I felt like that was an, an interesting transition where I went from boss to boss and I had to literally figure out pay scales to sales processes to technology to CRMing to dashboard, you know, everything recruiting, selling, I was top reps most of the time, like all that stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, I built a pretty good foundation and had a lot of guys and we did millions of dollars in revenue and it was awesome. And then in December of just this last year, I got to a point where I'd started down the journey of starting my own company. The DDD experts is kind of the overall umbrella that has DDD con and the DDDU and all that stuff. Um, but I saw that there was a huge need in the marketplace. Like no one was really advocating our industry and I saw people catching on. Like it was a scary thing. You know, the biggest thing, kind of catalyst to doing my own thing was DDDCon where it took probably, I started planning it probably in April of last year and we hosted the conference in January just, just a couple months ago. And we had almost a thousand people at our first event. And for somebody to, to host an event where 75% of people are, CEOs and there's a thousand of them and they're coming in from all over the country and they came to see your event it kind of gave me a little bit of wings of like oh my gosh like this is a real thing and in the meantime I'm still running a solar company <laughs> you know what I mean it's like oh shoot like and 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 the the, the contradicting part that was like so um it, it it just wasn't an integrity for me to be a VP of a solar company with one agenda and the agenda is recruit more guys that are talented sell sell against all these competitors and now i'm hosting a conference where i'm bringing all the competitors together <laughs> and telling them i'm not going to recruit your guys but i still want to bring you all together and so a lot of people thought i had this agenda of you know this conference was oh this is just a solstice recruiting event and i'm like no it's not i was like that's not the attention the intention but it was the perception and i just got to a point where i was like if i'm truly aligned and truly living within my own integrity, like I can't be running this other solar company and be running the association of door to essentially is really what it is. And I just said, you know what? I'm out. And it, it was scary. I didn't have any guarantees. Like I made $0 on the event. And a lot of people are like, wow, you had a thousand people pay to come to this thing. I didn't make any money. <laughs> like it cost a lot of money and it was a lot of me, you know, given some tickets out here and there and promote it, you know, and it costs sure. a lot, right? I've and seen pictures. I've seen some videos. I mean, it looked pretty, pretty, you know, pretty well put together. That's for sure. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know it, that, it, that was probably the most recent transition. And now I'm fully my own CEO. Then I have a couple different companies and I just went two feet in. So that's kind of been the journey for me. And so it's still new and it's still exciting. And, you know, I've, definitely hit it out of the park on the first event but at the same time like that doesn't mean like guaranteed money right and oh, exactly I've, you know it's still the journey of now going and creating a long-term vision and making sure that i deliver so pretty cool yeah and it's you know it's it's exciting and at the same time it is scary because you don't know if it's going to work out but if you don't try and you know a lot of people will sit back and wait around and try to find that right time that right time and when is the right time like when yeah sometimes you just got to go now you gotta go like okay. here's it was so crazy everybody's like why would you quit such a guaranteed income great job it took me a year and a half two years to really build it to where i'm like hey we're finally to a position where it's like 
all the hard stuff's done, right? Like the year and a half was like putting all the systems, the processes, the pay, like all that I had to do. And it was finally to a point where it was like, yes, like there's a light at the end of this stinking tunnel. And then I leave. And it was like, wait, why are you leaving now? <laughs> and, uh, but, and I had no guarantee, right? I left in December and January 26th was the door to door con. And so it was kind of like this, well, I'm, I'm going in. And luckily at door to door con, I think just cause I showed up with true integrity, like we did a ton of revenue, like, you know, DDD cons its own business. And then I have DDD experts and we sold a lot of university packages. We sold a lot of coaching and consulting packages. So like we consult, I, I coach probably 12 CEOs and they pay to do that. And, mm. um, I, fly out to different states and train their salespeople and so many doors opened up from that but i didn't know they were going to open up when i left solsius <laughs> you know what i mean right, i right. was like great I, I didn't even know i was going to make an offer at my own event i was like that's lame why would i even make a sales pitch at like i don't want to try to like i just sold them on coming to my stinking event how am i going to try to sell them on coming and hiring me to go coach them and I made an offer, like I put the thing together that the Friday when I made the offer mm-hmm, on the set, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like the morning of, I was like, oh, maybe I should put a slide together and like pitch something. Did you? Yeah. I, you and I did. And, yeah. and it, and we did, you know, I think we'll close probably 200 to 300,000 in business that day. And wow. it was like, whoa, like <laughs> Where did that this is from? a thing. Like, you it's know, real. so don't it's tell real. anybody that, but it, like we crushed it and it was. It gave me the the wings and the capital to go start something cool. I'll so. edit, I'll edit that part out. Don't worry. Yeah, guys. I mean, don't I worry. Like, don't worry. That like, wasn't supposed to be in here. <laughs> no, I don't care. But I, it, but I at the end of the day, it sh- I want it to be hope to be like, guys, if you truly show up aligned and you're truly bringing value to a an an industry, a specific person, a uh, a result, like you can show them how you can create a result for them that's unique and and for me, it was like no one else is doing it like well why wouldn't this work right so and and i went to feed and it worked so it was fun yeah and that's how i found you i went to one of your courses at a conference about door-to-door sales and um it's like i never really seen that before like who offers that i haven't no i don't think i ever did it caught my eye right away because you're not just i'm not just going to sell my business you know it's all about you're selling yourself about your own brand and a lot of people think well i think and what's funny is door-to-door like there's no more true authentic way to sell show up to somebody's house say hey i'm here to freaking earn your business like i don't that's life and i don't like if you don't knock doors and you're doing internet marketing or you're doing b2b or b2c like whatever at the end of the day like everything is door-to-door and if you're not good face-to-face like i'm here to like show up for you authentically and close you right now like you're going to struggle in life. Like I don't care what it is. And so yeah. I look at it as like, it's a fundamental or a staple in business and people like try to say like, let's get creative and shape it and spin it and like put sprinkles on it, do some other way. But at the end of the day, transactions, transaction. And I do think you, there's, yeah. Do you um, think it's only business though? Or have you taken this to uh, other parts of your life as well? Um, well, I'm married six years two kids and my Congrats, daughter is congratulations probably, she she is my daughter is like the most salesman of the year and she's three she's like <laughs> she's like plays the negotiation card so well and i'm like i wonder if she picks that up but like my wife she's like 
stop using this thing of pullback. Stop using the pullback on me right now. And I'm like, dang it, you're picking up on my strategies. <laughs> it's like, so it's backfiring. I see. I yeah, see. I'm like, she, she knows. She's like, Sam, you're using your salesman voice on me. I'm like, ah, okay, sorry. But it like I apply it in anything. Like at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I, the other day, I got two free cookies at Subway because I was like, you know what? I'm going to use this principle and I get my free cookies. Like, And like sales is everywhere. I don't care where you're at. So, yeah, um, I'm trying to like get that across this a few people. And like sometimes, you know, I do get some free items. I'll get a, like be uh, upgrade to a room or, you know, free yes. discounts on, you know, they'll, they'll pay your whole bill for you or something. And Dude, last all you night, have to do is I ask. I tried to get out of my freaking flight, right? You know, it's like, oh, it's going to be $200 and sold them out of that. I'm like, no, I'm not going to pay that. Like, so, like, it's crazy. Like, I think so many people undervalue, and I think it's a younger generation thing too. Like, mm-hmm. they just are stuck behind a computer. They're stuck behind, like, social media or, like, a face or a mask. They all wear a mask, and they don't realize, like, if you become good at communications and, and influence – and I, I call it more influence training than anything. Like you, you have so much more power and I only look at it as more of a commodity and it's becoming more and more valuable the more and more people suck. So when somebody shows up that's actually good, and there's more, there's more and more value there. It's like, I don't know. That's how I look at it. I agree. Right. Let's take advantage of it. <laughs> um, all right. Well then next, next part. Did you know, uh, what you were going to do next or I guess you sort of already answered this, but were you more I, going into the unknown? Did you had it kind of planned out to an extent? You did I had, have the conference. A, I you had did a have mission. The- so here, here was the thing. Like I didn't know how, but I knew the why. So it's interesting. Like my why was I saw direct sales as a dying art. I saw it having a, a, a such a bad rap, you know, like, Anybody that's in door to door, like their grandma asks them, Hey, what do you do for work? And they're like, uh, I, am in, I'm a sales consultant. So like, what do you do? I, 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 you know, I go to homes and freaking A, you knock doors and own it. Like, you know what I mean? It's just looked down upon like, Hey, you just graduated college with an MBA. Wait, you're knocking doors? Like, that's pathetic. I'm like, I'm sorry. Well, I made millions of dollars knocking doors. Like, what are you doing? Like, that's how I should answer the freaking question. But like, the problem is, is, so many people look at direct sales as like this low man, bottom of the totem pole, like they suck, get a real job. And I saw the why, my why was like, dude, I need to do everything in my power to advocate like from a consumer, from a big business, from a, um, from an integrity standpoint. So like I started a company called the sales blacklist that basically weeds out people stealing money in direct sales. Like Um, and I just said, look, I need to serve the higher purpose of like elevating up leveling and bringing honor and dignity to the door to door space. And that was my mission. That was the why. Cause I'm like, if I don't do it, no one else is doing it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was like, well, how I do that? Shoot. Every day a new idea pops in my head and I'm like, shiz, I could try this. And I like, I'm meeting with a tech company today. That's like this really cool developing this new technology to help train people in a more efficient and collaborative way. And it's like, I look at sales training for most direct sales companies and I'm like, dude, that stuff sucks. No one watches your stupid videos. No one like ever even, you don't even have any training. You're trying to like recruit people and then you send them out to the walls and they don't even have anything. So I'm like, well, why don't I build like a universal training? And I look at Cardone University. No, no hash. Like I love Cardone. 
but it's like that's good sales training but it's no specific it's not going to show me how to sell an alarm system it's not going to show me how to sell a satellite account like so i want industry specific universal Mm -hmm. from the best of the best and that's going to force everybody to step their game up and so i had this mission and everybody was scared because they're like well my competitive advantage is like I have this top rep and he's secrets and I have these secrets and I'm not going to share my secrets. Well, I was like, well, guess what? I'm forcing everybody to share their freaking secrets because the more you learn from everybody and the more you have to give, the more everybody goes like this. The whole industry has an uptick. And so I said, whatever products, whatever money comes from that, I don't know, but I'm committed to serving that. And I think if I can create enough network and enough content out there that is valuable, like somehow it gets reciprocated. And it did. And it, and it is. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. I mean, I could definitely see it firsthand. Uh, D to DU, D to DCon. I mean, the uh, listeners can't see it right now. <clears throat> but if it's uh, if, if there's any video with this, I am showing your book right now. You're our author of ABCs of Closing, which is a great book. I'm, I'm only a little bit into it. But, I mean, the insights in there are, you know, they're pretty much – it's all worth your money right there. Just, just for a few pages. Uh, that's for sure. I mean, the tips that you get there. Um, yeah. So you're definitely, you had a vision, you had, you know, there was a movement and sort of everything else just followed. I mean, you yep. definitely knew what you were going to do. And I th- that was, that's huge. I mean, some people do, some people don't. And, but I guess everybody has their own way. I think everybody asked this question and this may be just, a, I'm, I'm just going to ask the question my, like that I want everybody to kind of ponder is, well, shoot, Sam, like I get asked this a lot, right? People are like, well, I don't have like a big vision like that. Like, I don't like, how do I create like a bigger movement or a bigger, you know, like everybody's like, well, I want to impact the world or I want to serve and help. And, you know, and, and, and then everybody goes, well, freak, like I just, I'm like working at this desk job. Like, what am I going to do to make a difference? And mm-hmm. I get asked that question a lot. Right. And it wasn't overnight that I, I felt like, cool, I could just be the guy that goes and creates a movement in our space. I, one, had to go earn the respect. So it's like wherever you're at, like go earn some respect. Like if, if I hadn't have been number one in a massive billion-dollar company, if I hadn't have gone and created massive value for a solar in, in the solar space, like I wouldn't be able to stand on this pedestal and say, like, cool, look and like, listen to me. Like I earned that respect. And so the first thing is I'd say, wherever you are, make sure that you are the becoming the best at whatever you're doing. The second thing is I would say, look, where do you see an ocean that people aren't creating value in in a really impactful way? Pick a niche. Most people are like, well, you should just do general sales training. I'm like, at the end of the day, my stuff is pretty dang general sales training. And anybody that bought the book, ABCs of Closing, would benefit from it, whether they knock doors or not. Mm-hmm. But I also nichified, I don't even know if that's a word, but I created a niche, right? And I think so many people, like, it's so funny, the guy that makes billions of dollars that sells, like, little, like, what are those things in the urinal cakes? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, whoever, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to make a urinal cake, and I'm going to make millions on this thing. And it's like, his niche is toilets. Like, cool. Like, good job. But he created some impact there. And I would just say, what's your what's your ocean that you want to go st- swim in? And so many people are like, I'm going to do personal development. It's like, great, go compete with Tony Robbins and all that stuff. Like, good luck. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, or I'm going to do fitness blog. It's like, well, yeah, you and like 7 million other fitness bloggers. 
So I would say like, how do you nicheify it a little bit more to where you're not swimming in an ocean where there's a million sharks that are doing the same thing? And that was like, that's like my one thing is like when you're trying to create a vision or a movement or an impact, like what are you really good at? And then nicheify that. So I don't know. I just considered myself one of the best damn door knockers out there. And I was like, no one's nicheifying that. So I got it. Claimed it, coined it, it's mine. <laughs> hey man, I love it. I love it. I mean, I, I see, I see the passion behind it. I know you took it and you're running with it, and I know you will continue to. That's for sure. Um, well, yeah, I think that's some great insight. We got, uh, we got some new words out of this. We got nichified. So nichified. I don't know. Look that up. Maybe it's a new word. Maybe it was just established it on today on this show. Right now, Urban Dictionary did. <laughs> oh. Well, you heard it. You heard it here first on the Boss yeah. to Boss podcast. Yep. You heard it here from Sam Taggart. Um, and, uh, I guess what were some mistakes that you made, uh, along the way? I understand that it's been pretty new to you. Uh, you know, it's only been a few months since you really took, took over, but I'm sure there were some mistakes. I mean, we are human. Anything big and any tips you got with those? Yes. A lot. I guess <laughs> I you're, like, the biggest I, one, I'm the like, biggest where one. I start? So I know one, 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 a couple that really come to my mind is I devalued like my value. Um, I didn't let myself see the value that I brought and too many people had to come to me and be like, why are you charging so little? Why? Like, why aren't you like, this is good stuff. Like other people would be able to charge X, Y, Z. And I was like, no, but like who would pay for that? Who would, who, would, and, and I didn't value me. The other piece that like really came to my mind was like, I was too much. I didn't have a spine. I say yes, way too much. And what it did is it, it's distracting me like anybody and everybody I get. I mean, my phone's rang three times today, like since we've been on this podcast, right? And it's everybody and their dog. Once you become good at something and you're creating mass value, everybody wants to ride on that coattail and everybody wants to say like, ooh, let me be part of that. And so I've been like really just a give, give, give kind of guy, but I now need to start to say no. And it's, it's cost me quite a bit of money. It's cost me relationships and it's, just because I, I then two weeks in after I say yes, I look back and I'm like, but I really wanted to say no. Like, I don't have time for that or I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really align with whatever your agenda is over here, but I just was too nice and don't have a spine and I can't say no. So I just, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll help you out. And then I, my, mm-hmm. my time is getting sucked over here when it's like, I have a freaking mission to accomplish and this is distracting me from that. So another big mistake is I just suck at saying no. Um, and then another one is just picking the relationships wisely. Like whoever your team is, like I'm a firm believer of team and I've had like everybody in their dog that wants to become part of my team or like, Oh, how do I get in on this? And how do I like, Oh, and, and I've, I've given away a lot of almost like free rides and with no value. And I think like, you know, from companies, from sponsors to, I mean, there's just a lot of people that want to be part of team and you just need to pick your team with people you trust and that are going to be loyal to you and they align with your vision and mission because if they're like one tick off one degree off of your mission and they have their own agenda and your agenda is going this direction then you're now in a conflict you're now you're now torn and your message isn't aligned with your audience so those are kind of the three that i feel like i've messed up with that I wish I could rewind and be like, 
okay, now I get it like six months forward. I'm like, this is the repercussions of me just being the yes man and really trying to like not pick the right team. So have you found a good way to say no? No. Yes. Yes. Actually, yes. So uh, Jonah, team, right? So I have a guy on my team. He's like my right-hand man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he is my no-man. Like I literally found a guy that's better at saying no and negotiation and all this stuff. Like he'll kill me if he heard. So there's a company. So my daily rate's like five grand a day, right? Mm-hmm. And I just had this big roofing company hire me to go out and do this speech in April. And... They're like, well, we typically charge like 1500 bucks. And for me, just my giving soul, my, you know, or we pay like 1500 bucks just to start you out. And I was like, sweet, this sounds like really exciting time. I got to go train a bunch of roofing contractors and I love it. Like I, I get so much energy from it. And I'm like, I'd do it for free. Like you really asked in my mind, <laughs> right? Right. Just got to get so much energy from it. Where if Jonah was on the phone, he would have been like, hell no. We're not doing it for 1500 bucks. Like hang up and like play the negotiation card. I'm just too nice. Like I'm like, so don't tell Jonah I just did that this morning. But typically I have Jonah right there with me in all these conversations because he's like, wait, wait, Sam, don't talk now. This is yes. This is no. Like this is what we're cool doing. So Jonah's been my like filter. Let's put it that way. So just having good partnerships and he's been a good um filter and then i've also just i don't answer my phone to people i don't know i don't i'm very cautious on conversations and time like even just us like wait wait Mm -hmm. what is this podcast like really do i have time for this hour you know what i mean like really it's i just make sure that i'm like really careful on who i associate with because like if i have like every rep and their dog you know i appeal to a lot of sales reps but it's kind of like but my conversations are mainly now with ceos and so it's like, I just kind of sure. filter those conversations to somebody else now. That's helped me too. Yeah. I'm, I'm slowly getting to that point too. Cause I still answer a lot of calls, you know, in my, in my business here and it definitely gets in the way. I mean, you know, we, yep. we, we come to a point when we have to be doing certain things and otherwise we'll never fulfill that vision, that mission. Exactly. I'm like, I'm starting to notice now. It's like every time I say yes to something, I now have to ask myself, what am I saying no to? And then I, I heard this quote, uh, it pretty much that you, not looking at the cost of it or the time, it's whether there's worth. And yeah. I think, I think it was, I saw it at the 10X growth con. I think it was like Ed Milet or Bradley, one of them said it, but, uh, it really stuck with me. Um, all right. Well, I guess you got any, uh, any final tips for the listeners? Anybody that's looking to make the leap? They're, they're about to, um, yeah, any, I, any- I think that's, so here's two tips, and it was actually interesting. I was listening to a podcast this morning. No, it was last night. And some people want to make the leap, but the, I think I think the reality is that you got to ask yourself, like, why? So, like, obviously it sounds good to be your own boss. Obviously it would feel good to say I can work from home and I have I wear a beanie and pajamas every day to work and whatever, right? Like, that sounds really good, but I think a lot of people don't realize why they're making that leap other than just the feeling of, like, I'm my own boss. And if that's the reason why you're doing it, you're going to fail. And so I think, like, first coming up with, like, the true why and the true overlying, like, like, why I had to make the leap was so powerful that it forced me to make my leap. 
And so unless you're forced to make that leap because your why is so powerful that you're making it, you're make you're almost like forcing your hand to make the leap because it outweighs whatever you're currently doing on an on a daily basis. Um, I wouldn't make the leap until it's there. Um, cause I see a lot of people not realize. And then, and then six months into it, they're kind of like, Oh, I'm still trying to figure out where I'm providing value and what I'm trying to. And it's just like, now you're broke, dude. Like, sorry. <laughs> um, and then have your, have your ducks in a row financially too. Like I think so many people make a leap and they just, they don't have a, like a base to like back it up. Like business is expensive. Like great. The software you're freaking posting the podcast on costs you money. The, the thing to the microphone that you're recording on and those headphones cost you money to put a Facebook at cost like every little thing. Like, dude, I have like seven softwares that cost me hundred plus a month. And you're just like, Oh, well, I'm not even making $700 a month. So like, you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. have some cash to like back yourself up with. Um, so be smart with your money now before you make the leap. So you've got a little piggy bank to play with. So those are my two pieces. Oh, those are some great tips. I think all the listeners will find that very useful. And uh, yeah, speaking of Jonah, I guess I must have done something right when I met you at the conference because he was right there the whole time when I pitched you about the podcast. So yeah, I, I prepared, no, you yeah, met, you met I, Jonah. I, I must like have done something him. right. I must have done something yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> he had a chance to go in there and say no. But he, did. he did. He did. He did it. So did it. good job. You broke through Jonah. He's my gatekeeper. So you got it. <laughs> sales, man. Sales. I'm telling you. Yeah. Every part so of So anybody life. that's listening, if they can skip through Jonah, man, I'm an easy sell. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell him, no. Don't tell him. Yeah, don't tell him. All right. Now on to, uh, to our listeners and to all of our favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name because they're all taken. So right now you will have approximately two, approximately five seconds for every single question. Okay. If you, if you go over, I mean, you kind of don't want to know what happens if you go over, or rather oh, okay. not, rather not deal with that. Five seconds. Five seconds. That's it. We're on a timely constricted, uh, timely constricted here. But uh, all right, here we go. Without further ado, your favorite book. Outwitting the Devil. Interesting. Stranded on an island, what is the one item you want with you? I would say like one of those crazy cool survival hatchet things that's got like compass and fire starter in the back of it and like sharpened never cut co steel. Like, you know what I mean? Just like crazy cool survival hatchet thing. That's that's a fir- the first answer I've heard like that. So props, man. Do most people <laughs> say like a hooker or something? Like what are like what, I don't I don't know. Like I'm I'm if I'm stranded on an island, I don't live. Like water or phone is what I always get. I was gonna life. say phone, but I'm like, dude, the battery dies and then you're done. What a Where, dumb choice. Where's the cell phone tower too? Exactly. <laughs> I'm like seriously, what a stupid answer. People are idiots. <laughs> who, who has been or is your greatest mentor? Um, books. I don't know. Uh, it's funny. Like a lot of people probably say like an individual, but I found like certain authors that I resonate well with and I just study them as people as if I was there. Um, like Tony Robbins was probably my first that really I saw my big difference and I just started listening to his personal power too. And it made a big difference for me. And so I'd almost say books and that's hmm. probably a wrong answer, but it's my answer. It works. Is entrepreneurism a fad? 
totally. It's just, it's like a, it's a temporary thing. No, dude, my dad started Ogeo. Like, I mean, I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. He's done lost businesses, won businesses, sold businesses from multi, multi millions to, you know, so it's just like, that's life. Entrepreneurship is not a fad, it's life. Ogeo, like the backpacks? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Learn, <laughs> learn something new every day. Yeah. Oh, how about that? Uh, is voice the future like podcasts? I, I think so. Like, it's so interesting. Like, I don't have time to sit there and watch a video on YouTube, but I love, I love like while I'm working out, like throwing something in. I never listened to podcasts and I started a podcast and then I started listening to podcasts. I was like, Oh, I should probably like learn tips and tricks from other people's podcasts. <laughs> like, um, no, but I, I think so. Like, I think people are on a, on a fast paced life and, it's hard to just sit down and read. It's hard to sit down and watch a video. Like, but you can always be listening to something powerful. And I think a lot of like maybe 10% sticks, but great. That 10% is better than no percent. I like it, man. I love it. Um, all right. Well, you survived. My producer did not have to come down here and, uh, and, and say anything. So we're good, man. We're good. Love so it. Props to you. But <laughs> last thing. So, you know, I want to, I want to reiterate, uh, your, your brand. It's, so if you guys want to you know, look up Sam, follow Sam Taggart along on his journey. So that's D to D, literally D, the number two, D U.com. And that's for his university. And you'll find a whole bunch of other things, the D to D con, which is a big deal. The whole conference. When's the next one coming up? So there's a virtual one in June. So anybody that wants to just hop on, it's only 35 bucks. It's a three-day one, June 5th through the 7th. So you can register for that. You can get a ticket for that one. And next January, there'll be another one in Utah. Um, and if you want to follow us on Instagram or Facebook, it's D2D Experts. So D2D Experts is the Instagram or whatever. Or you could join the Facebook group, which is D2D Can't Knock This, which is a group of entrepreneurs and sales guys and it's got a lot of good stuff. Um, so yeah, follow on Instagram and, uh, and Facebook as well. So yeah, I can vouch to that. And I mean, a lot of this stuff is free. I mean, you're not going to find info like this from experts like these just for free anywhere. So I would definitely take a look and uh, check these things out. And there's also the book that you authored ABCs of closing. So I would and check they can that get out that on d2du.com as well. So, okay. So it's all there. So that's pretty much the one stop. Like the main yeah. stop, right? To go to the main hub. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Uh, you got, you got any, uh, next steps, anything you want to share? Anything that like next thing you're most excited about? I'm excited about the unknown. You know, it's funny. Like I, it gets me fired up. Like I don't know what relationships, what companies come of this, what future, you know, I didn't, I don't know anything about roofing. And then I got asked to speak at a roofing conference and then they asked me to speak again. And then they asked me, now they just hired me to go speak all over the country. And it's like, cool like that gets me fired up like you know what i mean it's like this unknown is like what's next like leave your doors open so oh i love it man that's a great way to put it and that's that's why i do it that's i i you never know every single day you wake up you just don't know what's gonna happen and something about that just gets me going <laughs> all right man well thanks for being on the show that's sam taggart everybody of d2du.com check him out check out his brand uh you surely won't disappoint. I can guarantee you that much. And yeah, thanks for being on the show, man. We'll definitely be hey, talking thank, soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. 
means a ton. That is all for this episode of Boss to Boss. Your next step is to visit boss2boss.com, where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is boss, the number two, boss.com. And remember, the time is now.